Livy Lewis, a member of the Choctaw Apache tribe of Ebarb, was only 19 years old when she was murdered by her ex-boyfriend, Matthew Edgar, in the late hours of October 30th, 2021, in East Texas. In January 2022, Matthew Edgar fled during the third day of the murder trial, where he was eventually convicted, even in his absence, and has remained a fugitive at large ever since. To make this clear, this man is still on the loose and Livy's family needs our help. Matthew Edgar is considered armed and dangerous. Anyone with information is urged to call either 911 or 409-787-2266. Hey guys, this is Ash. This is Shiashi. This is Maggie, and you're listening to We Are Resilient. Okay, that sounds good. How was y'all's weekend? My kids are in Florida with their dad, so it's quiet here. And the baby's asleep. The baby's asleep. What about you, Ash? Uh, it's it was good. We went finished up back to school shopping. We start school tomorrow. But as kids get older, man, they get more expensive. Like way more yeah. expensive. Phoenix is in like grown man clothes and shoes. Yeah, I took mine to a WWE SmackDown Friday. We had signs and everything. I saw that. Oh wow! Didn't make it on TV. TV. Damn. No. No, we were hoping when the tribal chief came out there, you know, they'd recognize, you know, indigenous, but no, but it was fun. We did a lot of screaming, but it made me think because uh, at one point Bryson had to go to the bathroom. So we all had to kind of load up and go. And I was like thinking about the girl who went to that Dallas Mavericks game, which has received like such little attention because it was literally human trafficking in real time and how it kind of progressed. And I just kept thinking about that, just how easy and how fast stuff like that could happen. So I was, I was a little nervous. That's the worst part about like when I would travel alone with the boys, like we would all have to go like to the bathroom together. You know, you'd have to like leave your restaurant table empty if one kid had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Because you're like, I'm not letting you go by yourself all the way across the restaurant in the men's room. Yeah. Especially when you have boys and you can't go to the bathroom with them, obviously. So we all piled into the women's room and I just stood right there at the entrance. Ain't nobody getting out without me knowing. (laughs) But yeah, so it was fun. We had a lot of fun. And she got her nose pierced, Josh. Who am I? (laughs) I feel like a, a badass. All right, Maggie, this is on you. What do you got for us today? Okay, so... We always share a lot of injustices on this podcast, and most of the time it's due to a failure in the justice system in regards to finding a perpetrator or convicting them of a crime related to MMIW cases. But today's story is a little bit different. It's still an injustice, but in January of 2022, Matthew Edgar, who was 25 years old, was on trial for the shooting death of his 19-year-old ex-girlfriend, Libby Lewis. On the third day of his trial, Matthew did not show up for court. Despite his absence, Matthew Edgar was convicted of murder in the death of Libby and sentenced to serve 99 years. However, authorities are still searching for him today. What? So he's charged with murder and he is just yep. out, out there somewhere in the world? Just They charged him with murder in his absence in court. So even though he didn't go to court, the trial continued and he was convicted. So he knew he was guilty. So he just didn't show up. Do they not hold these people yeah. in in um, in jail? Well, I'll tell you about that. I'm unnerved already. That makes no sense. It Yeah, it, it really doesn't. And not that this, I'm, I want to say this in the most political way possible, but um, Livy was a brown, obviously Native American woman. And 
and Matthew Edgar was a Caucasian male. So um, I think had he not been Caucasian, the circumstances might have been a little different. And we know that statistics show that it is more common for a Native woman to be abused by a non-Native man. It just doesn't yeah. make sense that he wasn't held in custody. I'll, I'll tell you about it. It's it's gonna make it's gonna make less sense when I tell you about it. But um, and can you have can you continue court if they're not present? Yeah, like if a person dies or something in the middle of the trial, they would continue it. Um, so they're just like, we don't know where he's at, but we're gonna go ahead and just uh, convict. We're gonna find yeah. him guilty, and then we'll just see if he turns himself in if he shows up. Or see if they can put a search out for him and find him afterwards. I'm sorry, but that's embarrassing for that court system. Uh, yeah. Can you imagine her family? My God. Killer's still on the loose. This story gets... it. Yeah. I'll, you guys are going to be even, even more mad at the end. Great. Libby Lewis was 19 years old at the time of her death and lived in Hemp Hill, Texas. She was a member of the Choctaw Apache tribe of Ebarb. The Choctaw Apache tribe of Ebarb is located in the Western Sabine Parish in Louisiana. This tribe was officially recognized by the state of Louisiana in 1978. So it's not a federally recognized tribe, it's a state recognized tribe. Tribal members continue to live on these ancestral lands with the number of tribal members totaling around 3,000. The community is the second largest American Indian tribe within the state of Louisiana. Traditionally, these people have spoken a dialect of Spanish dating from the establishment of Los... I don't know how to say this. Los 80s, maybe? Los 80s? That's what we're going to go with. Is this our first Louisiana tribe? I think so. Huh. Um, So this tribe is a very small state-recognized tribe, but obviously has descendants from both Apache and Choctaw um, ancestry. So Livy was described as a girl whose smile could brighten anyone's day. Her mother stated she wants her daughter to be remembered as someone who was persistent and doing good things, wasn't judgmental to others, and would help someone change their life at any time. Livy constantly reminded others that you could do and be anything that you want to be. Have you noticed that a lot of times when these women are described, they're described as just such a positive, happy person that can brighten up a room? You know, I hate to be like kind of the dark cloud, but it seems like people who have those personalities who are just all around like good people who see the good in other people are the ones that get taken advantage of and abused. Oh, most definitely. And it's just really sad that it seems like, you know, these predators pretty much go out and look for women that they know have personalities like that or traits like that so they can abuse them in that way. It's like they groom them as well. You know, they see these women and then they groom them and they make them feel like, you know, like they're in this phase of it's all about you and I love you and you're you're this and you're that. And then they resort to these you know, violent episodes and these controlling episodes, you know, they give them this high of being loved and being, you know, seeking that love that they want and, you know, putting them up on that pedestal. But then they always go back to that domestic violence, the jealousy, the rage. That and when her mom says that she always believed that others could be and do anything they want to be, to me, that says she's probably like someone who's like, well, I can fix him, you know? So if she was in like a domestic violence relationship, she's probably like, you know, I believe in him. He'll be better. Yeah. And that's even worse because, you know, 99% of the time you can't fix somebody else. They have Mm -hmm. to change themselves. On the night of October 30th, 2020, Livy and Matthew, along with some of their friends, were at a party to celebrate Halloween. Witnesses from this party remembered Matthew and Livy arguing on the porch of the home the party was at because Matthew had accused Livy of talking to another man. Witnesses reported that Livy left the party on her own accord and in her own car, 
but that Matthew chased after her in his car once she left. Tragically, in the early morning hours of October 31st, Livy was found dead in a car alongside a highway near a road called Farm to Market Road number 83. When officers arrived on scene, they found Matthew nearby, lying on the ground in a fetal position, covered in blood. He was taken to the hospital to be evaluated on, and on the way told EMS personnel that he only remembered drinking on someone's porch. Matthew was ultimately released that night with no known injuries, despite telling officers that he had been stabbed. So he was in the fetal position playing the, I blacked out, I don't remember a thing. Yes, and lied and told officers that he had been stabbed, trying to maybe make it like a self-defense type situation, but he hadn't. And none of that was cause for concern. They were just like, all right, go home. And he accused her of talking to another, are we saying like, like, seeing another man or like just talking to a guy at a party just talking to a guy at a party just talking to a person yeah and and this was his ex-girlfriend so this guy's very insecure and manipulative because he lied to the police it was later determined that livy died from blunt force trauma and a gunshot wound to the neck The details of that night are not well documented in the news stories that I read, but in reports from the trial, the prosecutor shared text messages that Matthew sent one day after the murder. One was from the early morning of November 1st, just one day after the murder. Someone who attended the party sent Matthew a text asking where Livy was, to which he responded, dead. Just dead? What? Nobody knew that she was dead at that time the next day. Or maybe they... Maybe they knew something was going on but not no one knew like exactly i just imagine it was probably like you know how sometimes when something bad happens who will be like pray for my family or think about our family in this time so they knew probably something was going on but no one knew like the details details. is what my thought was in november 2020 matthew was formally charged with the murder of livy and was detained however despite objections from the prosecutor his bail was granted at only fifty thousand dollars So to put this into perspective, bail bond agencies typically offer bail bonds at a certain percentage of the total amount of bail. And in the state of Texas, this percentage is only 10%, meaning that Matthew Edgar, who was just charged with the violent murder of his ex-girlfriend, was likely released on bail and only required to pay $5,000 up front. What? That makes no... That's... Listen to this. So it was reported that Matthew was very well known by local law enforcement, having even been involved in a high-speed chase in December of 2014, where an officer was injured. However, this previous offense apparently, apparently did not have any influence on the bail set after being charged with murder. In addition to the murder charge from the day of October 31st, Matthew was later indicted on more charges from that same day that Livy was murdered. But this time it was involving a different girl named Montana Bockel. He was accused of assaulting Montana, with whom he was reportedly involved in a dating relationship. Edgar is accused of choking Montana and also kicking and damaging the doors of her vehicle. Based off of reports, it's unknown if Matthew was convicted of these charges. This was on the same day? The Yes. Based off of reports, it is unknown if Matthew was convicted of these charges. He's well known to law enforcement agencies. He was involved in a high-speed chase where an officer was injured... And he had more violent charges the same day that he was released from the hospital, the day that Livy was found. And they still set his bail at only $50,000. Which at 5000 he that's all he was required to pay to get yes. out. See, that's just like, what kind of judge would do that? No, it's just, it just doesn't make no sense. With all these priors, all these crimes that he's committed, murder, 
you know, I don't want to be accusatory, but when I was telling my boyfriend about this case, he's African-American, and he was like, if that had been me, he said I wouldn't have got bail set. Like, I would have just remained in, in jail just because of the color of who I am. Exactly. I, I don't understand how previous incidences don't reflect on bail set. It was a, another incident, but if it's like a string of and a pattern of behavior that tells you this person just is going to keep doing the things that they're doing. That's what's so messed up about our justice system because it's like no real like guidelines. Every situation could be different and it's like personal preference. Yeah, it just feels very negligent on the court's part to to not take those things into consideration, especially when it's all built up to now murder. And then it's like, okay, well, you know, $5,000 he's out and clearly he took advantage of that and now he's gone. And we're saying like gone like, to this day, as of this recording, he is still on the run. Yes. That's terrifying. And that's two years later, right? Um, No, court was actually this year. Oh, I'm sorry. But the crime happened in 2020. So, I mean, he's been out on bail since then, just wandering around the streets. So just from hearing these few incidents, clearly this is an unhinged violent man. So just like you guys, I can't understand how a violent offender and a obviously potential flight risk received bail and is out on bail. Yeah. And he was charged and he's still and convicted. Well, yeah. So you get bail after you're just charged. Yeah. So, I mean, but clearly he has a record and ran from cops in a high speed chase. So why would you not think, obviously, this person isn't afraid of running? Right. Libby's mother, Darcy Bass, has been tirelessly and passionately advocating for her daughter since her murder. After her daughter's murder and after Matthew Edgar had been unjustly released from custody, Darcy has been very vocal in her disapproval of his release. In a statement on her social media, she recalled an incident where she actually ran into Matthew at a local convenience store. So he's still just in town. He hasn't yeah. fled the town, so the state. He's not even smart enough to do that. So when he was released from bail, yeah, he was just staying around town. I'm oh sorry. Oh my God. And she ran into him at the store. Yeah. I'm so, sorry. But who who runs this police force down there and this court system? Because obviously they don't do a very good job. He was charged in sentence. <laughs> and he was <laughs> there at the local grocery yeah. store. Okay, well, listen to this. So Darcy Bass wrote a post about the incident where she ran into him at the convenience store. She wrote, I lost it. I started going towards him, throwing things and screaming, you killed my daughter. Assaulted him and damaged his vehicle while he was running from me like the little he is. I wish I could have done more. It's too much to see him in public. Well, if he didn't know before, he knows now how I'm coming. It was later reported that after this incident, Matthew filed charges against Darcy for assault, causing bodily injury, criminal mischief, and retaliation. Ultimately, Darcy turned herself into the police and was arrested for the listed charges. What? And he's Bro. still not in jail? That's, so, that's a bunch of bull****. I'm sorry. So this guy's convicted of murder. No, 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 no. So at this time, when they ran into, ran into him at the convenience store, he would have just been charged and released on bail. So it's before the trial. But he was, he was charged and found at the murder scene. So clearly, you know, and later on convicted... And he just stayed in town and it, poor Livy's mom had to see him in town. Can you imagine? Like who would blame her? And he pressed charges against her. The audacity to file charges and the police arrest her. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm seething. 
So Darcy's pretty active on social media. There's a page called Justice for Livy Lewis, and she is still very adamant, you know, that her daughter deserves justice, and she does. And she wrote, the pain of losing her is not ever going to change. I just want to start healing, you know. I mean, I am never going to walk the same. It's like I've lost a limb, all of my limbs, and I'm learning to crawl again. She was reported to say she'd like to see her daughter's killer behind prison bars where he belongs, but she quoted to say, I would rather have the truth than any penalties or years, said Bass. I would rather him sit down and tell me what happened at this time so I know what happened to my daughter. Gosh. And then now he's been, he's actually been sentenced to 99 years. He's just not been arrested to to begin serving those 99 years. Correct. So I guess the question is, is it they just can't find him? Are they just not actively trying to pursue him? Like, what's the hold up here? So they just can't find him. Most of the time, they're probably people that run like this are probably being harbored by family. As Livy's family remains heartbroken over the loss of their daughter, the tragedy continues as it does for many MMIW families, as a person responsible for the senseless tragedy is still out there roaming free. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's scary because he's still out there and we don't know where he is. On her Facebook, like she's had people help her recreate how he could look today, like if he changed his appearance. Oh my gosh, isn't that scary? Like, you just don't even know who you're walking around with. And we, we say this, I think we've said this, like, a lot of the time on these episodes is that we just don't know who you're passing in the streets that is a convicted murderer. And imagine seeing this monster in the damn store. And think, you know, think about the families, too, that the, the perpetrator does get convicted, but then they only get, like, 10 years in the same situation, you know? Like, they could come back and live in that same town, and the families have to see these people. There's, there's just great flaws in our justice system. You know, sometimes it does what it's supposed to do, but sometimes there's just too many, there's too many loopholes for really bad people to get away with really bad crimes, you know, to have the audacity to file charges against the mom, knowing that he murdered her daughter. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. I mean, it makes me mad to hear this story and just the way that he's treated people and the things that he's gotten away with and and still plays the victim. He's definitely dealing with his narcissist. And that's a big trait of a lot of these abusers. Yeah, it is. It's a common trait of domestic violence abusers. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's like the epitome of narcissism for him to be charged with murdering someone's daughter and then press his charges on her for being upset about him being charged with murder. Causing him distress. I'm like, are you, are you, are you, are you kidding? I feel like we're in North Carolina and Louisiana is not that far. I mean, it is, but it's not across the country. And we haven't heard anything about him. Like, be on the lookout. You know, I just, the news coverage is very lacking on that. Um, so there was a lot of local articles. The news station there in this county actually covered it quite a bit. Um, and there was an article from People that actually covered the fact that he fled after receiving the conviction. Um, but I haven't seen like a whole lot of outrage, you know, like people putting this guy's face out there. I I don't even know how I ran across this one, but I hadn't seen it enough to even know about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, I mean, it's, yeah, why haven't we? We're close to Louisiana. Everyone comes to the mountains. 
to hide. Currently, there is a $10,000 reward for information on the whereabouts of Matthew Hoy Edgar. The Sabine County Sheriff's Office has checked out a number of reported sightings in areas in Texas, but have also looked into sightings in surrounding states and counties. It was noted that Matthew is either likely still in Texas or is in Louisiana, where he has extended family. So Matthew Edgar is considered armed and dangerous, and law enforcement officials discouraging approaching Edgar. He was last known to have short brown hair, blue eyes, and stands about six feet tall. Anyone with information is urged to call either 911 or the Sabine County Sheriff's Office at 409-787-2266. And I want to read a little bit more, too, about Livy, because I hate ending stories where it feels like we didn't really, like, get an idea of who she was. Livy's story is tragic, but her obituary shares some light on who she was as a person. It reads... Funeral services celebrating the life of Miss Livy Heather Lewis, who went to be with the Lord on October 31st, 2020, were held Saturday, November 7th, 2020 at the St. Joseph Catholic Church. Although planned, she made her surprise introduction October 4th, 2001, coming into the world just the way she lived, bringing joy to everyone's life. To know her was to love her. Livy was a beautiful ray of sunshine that shone through her eyes. She could absolutely light up any room that she walked into with just her smile. She was always making someone laugh and had a laugh you could never forget. Liv's passion was caring for others. She worked as a CNA for two years at HCC. Her abundance of love could always be shown by the way Liv's babies loved her. She walked effortlessly through life with such confidence, grace, and determination. Livy made such a huge impact in her short life here on earth, but she absolutely made the most of it. Livy enjoyed spending time with her family and friends, enjoyed the simple things in life. She was able to achieve many accomplishments academically and overcome every obstacle that life threw her way. Livy loved life and lived it to the fullest with no regrets or inhibitions. She was not only tough, she was independent and fearless, but kind. Livy was self-driven to do the best and be the best for not only herself, but for the people she loved and wanted to make proud. Livy Heather Lewis was an amazing daughter, sister, granddaughter, niece, cousin, and friend. Her memory will live on forever and ever. To honor her memory, her family has created the A. Livy H. Lewis Memorial Scholarship Fund, which has been established at Sabine State Bank. Donations can be sent to the Sabine State Bank and reference account number 102-100-6984. If you or someone you know has experienced a domestic violence situation and needs assistance, Call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233 or you can visit the strongheartshelpline.org to chat with someone virtually. Domestic and sexual violence is never okay. Thank you for listening to We Are Resilient. For links to information found for this episode, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at We Are Resilient Podcast. Send us an email at weareresilientpod at gmail.com or visit us at www.war-podcast.com.